Every Arizona homeowner's best friend for 30 years. And it all has to do with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the House. Good morning, y'all. Well, I'm riding along, singing the same old cowboy song. Picture yourself on that horseback. Riding with the sunrise in your back through the red rock country of Sedona. Wouldn't that be a great way to spend this morning? Oh, you're getting braver. <laughs> Get two stanzas out of there. Two lines. Do you think the horses can feel the vortexes too? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. A great big Arizona. better than you. <laughs> a great, great big Arizona good morning to all of our Arizona homeowners. And we state at the beginning of the show, every every Arizona homeowner's best friend for 30 years. We ought to restate that. We, we want to be every Arizona homeowner. We don't know that we are. But we want to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Regardless what you've got to do around your house, home, castle, or cabin, we hope you'll first think of Rosie on the House as the number one best, greatest, most reliable resource of information and service providers for you, the Arizona homeowner. We deliberately do not go outside the state of Arizona. We stay right here in the great state of Arizona. That's our mission statement, I think, the entire staff. We have 11 on Rosie on the House staff, and they all they all want to be that as well. They do. Well, Super Bowl's over. <sighs> Waste Management Open is over. Double. That was just last week. I know. You know, we live <laughs> in that area, and the day afterwards is like, wow, where did everybody go? I thought that was a ho- holiday I missed. Well, what's, what's your take on the Super Bowl? I thought it was a pretty darn good game. I thought that was a pretty yep. good football game. I, I may, I think I caught like the last three minutes. That was it. That huh? was it. Okay. Well, sometimes I, it's it was such a, a great blowout. ending. Yeah. yeah. It was a great whole game, back and forth, lots of suspense. It was. It was. Do, do you remember any commercial other than the Tide commercial? That's the only one I remember. I like the one with uh, the Manning, with Manning, which. Uh, Peyton Manning? Yeah. Eli Manning? I think it was Eli. Dancing. Yeah, yeah. dancing. It was supposed to be like um, oh, movie. <laughs> Can't remember which one. All right, made a real impression. I can yeah, see. I know, but well. it, was, it was cute though. They were just have, it was fun because they were. It was kind of self-deprecating. It was cute, <laughs> but I don't know what they were selling. Well, I'm glad the way it turned out. I really am. Yep. That's your that's your little U of A quarterback, Mister Nick Foles, pulled it off as the MVP of the game. Had a great game. Um, I have to say, I was particularly disappointed with Mister Belichick and Mister Brady. Stomping off the field without shaking one competitor's <gasps> hand. Ooh. <laughs> How small does that make you? How small does that <laughs> Poor make you? Poor little feelings were hurt. <laughs> you know, and I had people call me after the Vikings miraculously beat the Saints. You're going to bring that up in again. the last play of the game. Oh, but I had people call me and say, you know, the, the camera was on Drew Brees. And he was walking around that field shaking every Viking's hand he could find. Mm. Amen to that. You know, he he was clear-eyed. 
He was upright, and he was congratulating them on just a great football game. It's called character. Well, you know, they say Tom Brady's a really good guy. I don't know. But um, they had a weak moment there at the end of that Super Bowl, that's for sure. So the Super Bowl is over. Waste Management Open is over. So what is there to do now? Oh, my gosh. Where do you start? Tis the season in Arizona. Look at the calendar. Actually, stuff that that attracts my interest now. We got a lot going this very weekend. All that other stuff just clutters up the road. (laughs) It is the Gold Rush Days in Wickenburg, 70th Annual. That's a great event. We'll be up there at 2 o'clock to catch the start of the Senior Pro Rodeo uh, up up at the Wickenburg Rodeo grounds. The kids are out there. Most of yesterday, they've got festivals and rides, and you got Parada going on in Scottsdale, right? Gold Rush days in Wickenburg, and then next weekend, Tucson's Mexican Rodeo. Well, it's the yeah La, Fe- La Fiesta de los Vaqueros in Tucson, and then in Casa Grande that That's same a weekend. That's huge is that, rodeo. Is it? Yeah. Have you okay? I'll try to catch that one one year, and then the in Casa Grande it's the Cowboy Days in Odom Tash, which is the Native Indian. Oh, nice. Rodeo. I have, is that one in Tucson a true Mexican rodeo? Because they do, their events are a lot different, and it's actually extremely entertaining. I don't know. I haven't read the whole thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they, they've got girls that'll get side saddle and run in figure eights and yep. these patterns, and it's, it's incredible horsemanship. It is a little bit different. So lots of rodeos this weekend. You know, we're sitting here in the studio this morning. Eating Cajun boudin and Cajun biscuits and Cajun coffee. And we're glad you're joining us here at Rosie on the House. A couple of the other things we've got coming up in the great state of Arizona over the next few coming weekends. If you like to get outdoors with your family, I couldn't encourage you enough to mark these two weekends in March. March 3rd and 4th is the Trace Rios Festival. Go to TraceRiosNatureFestival.com. It is a perfect event to bring kids out to that you can learn how to. There's free access to canoes, to kayaks, to paddle boards. There's people out there to teach you archery. There's people out there to teach you fishing, uh, bird watching, hiking. There's lots of different food, burgers, fry bread, There is a beer garden for the adults. It's hands-on exhibits, and just check it out, TraceRiosNatureFestival.com. They had a great turnout last year. Didn't they have to cancel? No, last year year they were flooded. But they rescheduled, right? Then they rescheduled, and it just never, the year before. It's hard to do that. It's hard to do that. But if you remember, last winter was one of the wettest winters we'd seen in Arizona in decades. Seems like a lifetime ago. And the water was rolling down the river underneath the bridge at the Tempe border. And uh, Trace Rios was actually about four feet underwater. (laughs) So it got postponed about six weeks. And when they ended up having it, they ended up having a great event. I think right now, there is little to no chance of the event being flooded out mm. <laughs> March 3rd and 4th of this year. So y'all mark that on your calendar. And then later in the month, March 24th, many of you go to this. This is a huge event. Arizona Game and Fish Department has the Outdoor Expo. It's the largest hands-on outdoor recreation expo in Arizona. And it is a fantastic family event. That's March 24th and 25th. 
uh, out at the Ben Avery uh, head, uh, Arizona Game and Fish headquarters. So there's just there's just a few things that we've got going on that we'd like to share with you all so you all can get out there and enjoy this great state of Arizona. Got a packed show today. We're going to highlight, we're going to shine the light a little bit here this morning in the 7 o'clock hour on the beautiful little hamlet of Sedona, Arizona. At 8 o'clock, we've got John Eisenhower coming in, talking trees. We do, and we'll be talking about uh, pruning now that we're getting past the, uh, I won't say winter this time, but the, yeah, really. <laughs> the, the, the shorter day season. It'll be time to start pruning trees, especially your citrus and uh, some of the some of the evergreens. Uh, I got an update here. The Los Vaqueros is actually a PRCA rodeo, mm-hmm. so it's um, one that's traditional. Yeah, it's, it's got the seven events that you would watch at the National Finals Rodeo at the end of the year. All right, so okay. That's from Christy Davis from the Arizona Farm Bureau. Is keeping us uh, check it, Thanks, check it on you. Check it on you. All right. So eight o'clock, we've got John Eisenhower talking trimming trees. Nine o'clock, of course, it'll always be open hour where you can call us with whatever project you're trying to get done, and we'll guide you through that project with our experience and tricks and tips of the trade. I also have an APS rate issue update at 9 o'clock, so stay tuned for that. And at 10 o'clock, we'll be talking about friendly pests, pests you introduce into your yard to eat the bad pests, integrated pest management. I think that's friendly critters, not pests. If they help you out, they're not pests. All right. Okay. Very good. Ladybugs are not pests. Mm-mm. Okay. Very good. So with all that said, that's what we've got packed into today's uh, program for you here this Saturday morning, your weekend wake-up call, your weekend happy place. But like I said, we'll be talking Sedona here in the next couple segments. And I've got I've got an, an, an old acquaintance who I've actually known for a long, long time. And uh, he has relocated to Sedona, and he's kind of the unofficial spokesman of the Sedona Chamber of Commerce. He was a drywaller here in the Valley. And a, and, a, and, and very good at it. Uh, and then he got into another trade hobby that led into another trade hobby. And now he has a beautiful, absolutely gorgeous art gallery in Talakapaki, right underneath the bell. It's one of the featured galleries of all Sedona. The man's name is Ken Rowe. And we've got Ken joining us here right after this next break, talking to you as a longtime Sedona resident about things you ought to know that are just one block off of Main Street, that one secret little hangout, the best of the little art galleries, the best of the little restaurants and coffee shops, the best of the little hikes that maybe aren't in every single tourist publication that's picked up at every single road stop throughout Arizona. So he'll be here talking to us about Sedona. And then we've got Mary Kennedy joining us a little bit later this hour, who is actually our staycation winner for the Flagstaff staycation. She took a Ford Edge off the Sanderson lot, ran up to Flagstaff, and she's going to visit with us about the the good time she and her daughter had on that particular trip. So y'all stay tuned with us. We're going to be working hard the next four hours, working hard to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Back with Kitty Rowe of Sedona 
Kenrow Art Galleries. Check it. While we're on break, go check it out. It's rowgallery.com. It'll give you an idea of what he does. Back with Rosie on the house. As we kind of ramble up the highway here just a little bit, let's get reintroduced to the beautiful little community of Sedona. To help us do that, we're going to bring in a resident of the area, Mr. Kenny Rowe. Kenny, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Rosie. Thank you for having me. Hey, what man. A great introduction. <laughs> thanks, a, thanks, wow. a, thanks a million for joining us, taking oh, time out honor. of your busy schedule. I know you're you're running hard right now. Oh, we are, and we're glad to say that because this is our season, so we're we're thrilled with it. That's right. Hey, share share with our listeners just how how a drywaller in Phoenix ends up becoming an art gallery owner in Sedona. <laughs> well, that's a great question, boy. How many minutes do we have? Well, here's here's the thing, and you and I experienced this in Phoenix when, in the '80s when. Uh, or 70s, actually, when the yeah. housing boom was going crazy. So, I mean, there was a lot of money to be made. And I remember at the time, my dad was a electrical engineer for, at that time, called Mountain Bell. And I was making more money than him in the, the drywall profession. And so it was so appealing. And at the time, we were doing John Flong and Del Webb, and they were turnkey 15 homes a day sometimes. So there was a lot of money. Anyway, so I mean, those were yeah, the, those were those were the glory days. I mean, I was on the framing crews, and we'd show up at John F. Long subdivisions, and and we didn't build model homes. We just built the whole subdivision, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would see the bathrooms coming on the back of a truck. That's right. Set by a crane. You, you and could, then you build the house around the bathroom. It was hilarious. You you could climb up on top of one of those roofs and look around you 360 degrees as far as you could see. There were there were, there were carpenters nailing roof sheathing down, man. It was great. Oh, it was it was nuts, but well, sure, a fun experience. Well, I'll tell you, it was like mayhem without even knowing it at the time. <laughs> but uh, no, and it, and it it was it was great. But you know, I just didn't feel like it was you know something I wanted to do the rest of my life. So, ironically, one of the uh, crew members that I was working with was having a fish mounted at, at a taxidermist shop, and so he said, "Well, after work, we got to swing by and pick up my fish." And we went in this place, and I thought, holy cow, I've never seen anything like this. And on the wall were all these mounts, of course, fish and big game animals. But there were mannequins that these mounts were, you know, the skin was stretched over. And I thought, man, I would love to sculpt mannequins. And so I started working for this guy nights and weekends and just got totally into it. And uh, But there was no money to be made, so I go back to drywall when I was starving and back to tax <laughs> when I was wanting to feed my, my soul. And uh, there, that's the story. I ended up in tax My wife and I, Monica, opened our, our shop in 1980 and had it for 14 years. Wow. And so, yeah. so how do you get your break? Oh, well, it's interesting. So here's another burnout, basically, where you're in taxidermy. And, again, I did. I, I love the trade, but it's just, it's just hard, so hard to make a living at it. So my mother, thankfully, was a painter, an artist, so I always had that nurturing, you know, environment. I thought, you know what? I sculpt mannequins for these big game animals. Why don't I just do it on a smaller scale and cast them in bronze? So I, my wife and I took a college course at Glendale Community College on sculpting. 
And it was one of those things in life where you just the minute that you walked in the door and you saw what was going to happen in the classroom, you knew you were going to do this some way, shape, or form as a living. And, man, so by day I was a taxidermist, and now by night I'm a sculptor. And that, that's, got, about, that's got to beat hanging 12-foot oh, sheets of 5-H rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Over your head. Oh, man. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Yes. And, oh, man, and sore shoulders and necks and, oh. Boy, would, yeah, would, it did beat it. Oh, it, it had to. So uh, you you create a couple of these uh, sculptures. Yeah, and see, here's the thing. Being a total newbie, I'm, I'm stuck in my world of taxidermy, not even knowing what's out there in the gallery world, totally intimidated. And so, but I, what I did know, and I was told by a few friends, is, look, if you try to get into a gallery, you've got to have a body of work, and you have to have enough for they, so they can see your style. Well, you know, it's not cheap to cast these pieces in bronze. So you're talking thousands of dollars from a starving taxidermist trying to get a body of work. And you, and then you oh. hope it's, it's accepted. And by gosh, I got into a gallery in Scottsdale that was one of the premier at the time. Unfortunately, they have closed, but uh, it, it was Troy's Western Heritage Gallery. That oh, was sure. An amazing legacy in sure. that town. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, you know, and Legacy Gallery, which is still there, there. as part of the family. So they were just an institution. And for me, being this taxidermist, to be in that gallery was like being on the moon. Oh, man. so well, different. Well, we've got about one minute before the break. Sure. Describe to me how you approach Troy and say, will you look at what's in this box? Well, it, it was interesting because I was working a show. It was the Safari Club International show. No, I'm sorry. It was... Yeah, it was a Safari Club International show in the early 90s, and I recognized Troy Murray when he walked by our booth. And I had a booth of taxidermy and a booth of sculpture all by me. And uh, he took a second look, and we got to talking, and we hit it off really well. And I just kept bugging him until he would finally look at my work in person in his gallery. I know that and I know that did. gallery well. Oh, my gosh. He said that. Was in it often. We're here with yeah. Kenny Rowe of Kenny Rowe Gallery in Tlacopaki, underneath the bell right there in Sedona. We're going to come back, talk more with Kenny about his gallery, his artwork, and the beautiful community of Sedona when we get back. Y'all stay tuned. Talking Sedona here on Rosie on the House this morning with Kenny Rowe of the Rowe Art Galleries. Let's bring Kim back in the conversation. Sedona, named for the wife of the city's first postmaster, whose mother says she just made the word up. Isn't that an incredible story? Kenny, Kenny Rowe, thank yes. you for joining us again, my friend. Thank you. All right. So before before we go to Sedona, we're I'm kind of stuck on your career, so I want to keep talking about that for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> then we'll go to Sedona. We'll give you your Chamber of Commerce moment. Oh, good. You do a lot with animals. Is that all yeah. from photographs? No, and that that's that was a hard lesson learned for me because typically you're trained as an artist to find the photo of whatever you want to sculpt or paint. 
take it to your studio and try to duplicate it in your you know in your style well there's nothing more frustrating if you're a sculptor trying to take something from a two-dimensional photo and make it look three-dimensional and for years of frustration i finally found that the best way is to actually get access to the animal and sculpt on site and so if you can imagine getting access to, I'm, I've had the privilege of working with grizzly bears and mountain lions and bobcats and actually handling them. Wow. So I'm actually able to touch and handle the animal, at the same time reach over and touch and sculpt my piece. So there's no loss in the translation between this flat photo and what I'm trying to create. And it's, it's incredible what, it, what happens to your, your style. It's really evident in your work, just looking at oh, the sculptures. There's a lot of life, a lot of movement, and, and you're really good at naming them, too. Where do you come up with the names? <laughs> well, sometimes I get asked that often, and I, sometimes the name comes before the piece, and it's really a weird thing. And one that comes to mind is I was listening to something on uh, the radio, or, and they said something about the fast food industry, and I thought, Oh my gosh, fast food. There's a there's a piece in there somewhere. <laughs> and so I started thinking about it. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna sculpt the roadrunner chasing a grasshopper. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and so then it was the, this this hunt of trying to find a roadrunner in captivity. You know, I could find grasshoppers, no problem, right? <laughs> But uh, the the uh, Roadrunner I did find, and so I sculpted it, and it sold out so fast I can't even tell you. Well, between the, between the life and the movement and the sculpture and the names, it, each one really does tell a story. Well, the, yeah, and that's what we want to do as an artist. You want to really captivate on on all those levels you just described. Well, the real Absolutely. secret the real secret must be how do you get a grizzly bear to stand like this for eight hours? <laughs> I'll, I'll share with your listeners. Here's a secret. It's called marshmallows. Yes, yes, right. marshmallows. That's the trip. All right. Yeah. Well, your gallery is in Talakapaki. It, it's mm-hmm. it's probably the easiest uh, uh, store to find in the entire. Uh, area, it's directly underneath the bell tower. Yes, it is. And boy, what a blessing this has been because we, Monica and I opened our gallery here in Tlacopaki eight years ago upstairs in a little space which was the only space available at the time. Uh, and they're, you know, they're in high demand here. It's such a beautiful sure. place. And so um, the tenant downstairs who had had this space for 38 years came up one day and excuse me, and said, I want to retire, and I want you in my space. 38 years. 38 years, and that was Jeffrey Roth. And thanks to him, we got this space. And, man, you're right. You you drive into Tlacopaki, and it's the first thing you see is we're under the 80-foot bell tower. And, well, well, uh, well you just kind of had like this golden path through life. Troy Murray, Ken Payne. <laughs> oh, and Rosie Romero. Well, I don't know about that. I do, I do. Man, it, yeah, I, I pinch myself, I swear. I don't know, you know, and you know, I'm not a young guy anymore, and I still look back and think, man, this has been a dream. So you, you're in Phoenix, and you've developed this passion for sculpting, and you want to relocate. So there's Jerome, there's Prescott, there's Flagstaff, there's Sholo, there's Payson. There's many places you could have picked. What, yes. What got you to land in Sedona? Well, you know, Sedona was just so off the radar for me because of, the, you know, what you always hear about what it costs to live here or buy a home. So by happenstance, um, you know, as I was saying earlier, by day I was a taxidermist, by night I was a sculptor. And on the weekend, Saturday morning, I would turn on PBS and sculpt on the kitchen table while watching 
sculpting with Ken Payne. And he had three galleries at the time here in Tlacopaki. And to me, he was a rock star. And he would tell these wonderful stories and sculpt these horses and cowboys, and I would try to do the same thing. And one day I walk into Troy's Western Heritage Gallery, and guess who's looking at my work? Ken Payne. Wow. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to introduce myself to this man. And we just hit it off. It was like, show me your work. And I said, we were looking at it. Oh, I like it. So anyway, two weeks later, I get a phone call at my taxidermy shop and says, uh, I got an offer you can't refuse. This is Ken Payne. You come up here and be one of my feature artists in one of my three galleries, and I'll guarantee you that you'll make this much money or I'll pay you. And it was like magic. Uh, I couldn't the, believe. The hook was set, shall we say? <laughs> oh, it's exactly right. So I got off the phone, and, and Monica, my wife, hears a conversation. She says, we're moving, aren't we? And I go, yes, we are. <laughs> Put everything on the market. We're moving. This was the door that just opened. And you've been there about 20 years now, right? Yeah, 23. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in yeah. the few minutes we've got left, let's have you, a 23-year resident of Sedona, share <laughs> with the rest of Arizona, your passion for the area, and maybe uh, one secret little spot that's Kitty Rowe's favorite little absolutely. hideaway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we've heard the term, I think it's called NIMBY, not in my backyard. <laughs> I, you, I am not one of those. I am the opposite. I love showing this place off, and it's it's a it's a treasure that needs to be shared and by anybody who wants to be here. And so I'm often accused by my friends because we mountain bike a lot on the trails that come across hikers that I should work for the Chamber of Commerce because I'm always telling them highlights that I don't want them to miss while they're on the trails. But, you know, and and it's interesting, too, because, you know, you get here and it is busy. It's a tourist-based economy, and if it's our season, March or whatever, yeah, there's going to be some traffic, but you get a block off the main streets and you wouldn't know you're in a tourist town yeah you got three roads in and three roads out baby <laughs> exactly yeah exactly right and you know what it's interesting because um i i don't remember exactly how many visitors a year we get i want to say it's almost four million but you know it's it's a lot of visitors and uh, i think it i think the city handles the traffic pretty well arizona department of transportation i think does a pretty darn good job with the volume we have well what's what's a favorite little hideaway spot that Kitty Rowe likes to tuck away to? Oh, my favorite, without a doubt, is the Huckabee Trail. And it's, you know, if you go, have your viewer or your listeners go to Sedona Secret 7. And what it is, it's a website that's generated to take pressure off of some of the more high-profile areas and take people to these secret areas that are absolutely unbelievable. And there's everything in there from hiking to dining to everything you'd want to think of that takes you away from the real high traffic areas. Well, there you go, folks. Now, where else yeah. are you going to get that other than at Rosie on the house? <laughs> Kenny, how can people track you down? Your website's rowgallery, R-O-W-E, gallery.com. Uh, his 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 art gallery, babe. You've never been with me when I've stopped in, or you've been with me, but he's never been there. But mm-hmm. Kenny Kenny works sculpting in the studio. You can actually watch him build a creation right there. That, that's fun. Yeah, I love it. I love working in public. You know, it really is an inspiring environment to be in. But I mean, the so clay the clay thing is just right there, and he's picking away at it with the two picks and stuff, and yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the clay thing turned into a beautiful yeah. work of and, art. Good and, job, and, and, he, and, and he's talking to some guy about you know the magnolias that are that are blooming down the stream or something. Yeah, we need to get one of those clay yeah. things in the e store. That's we, one of those clay <laughs> yeah, things. Right, right. Well, there may be a title in there. Who knows, huh? Oh, but man. I love it. I absolutely love being in here. I love. I get to travel the world standing in one place. Well, it, visitors. you know, in the other comment you made about the traffic in Sedona, you know, you really only have to get one block off of any of those yeah. three main arteries. Yes. And, 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 and you enter another world. Yes. And the timing, too. I mean, if, if it is our season and if you're out at 11 o'clock in the afternoon, yes, the traffic's going to be heavier. You're out in the same road at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., and there's nobody on the road. So those that rise early can take advantage of no traffic at all and you know the restaurants aren't that busy yet and it's it's really really amazing and of the hundred miles of foot trails in the area some of them can get pretty crowded as well but now you know folks the secret is sedona secret seven and now kitty you and i the next 10 years will have to come up with sedona's next secret seven Oh, we will do that. Let's do it together. I'd love it. All right. All right. Well, good, good, good. Kenny, again, I can't thank you enough for joining us here at Rosie on the House and sharing with us your passion for what you do at the Rogue Gallery, folks. I can't encourage you enough next time you're in the Sedona area. uh, Make sure you stop, pull into Talakapaki, walk over to the Bell Tower, walk into the Rogue Gallery, and introduce yourself to Kenny Rowe. Who else? Who have you got on display right now, Kenny? Well, right now we have 19 different artists, but the one that's featured, believe it or not, is me <laughs> next month. And, and I'll, I'll tell you very quickly, I always bring a live model in for my own show. So on the 2nd of March, Friday the 2nd of March from 4 to 8, I'm going to bring a model, an animal, here to the gallery, and I'm going to do a quick sculpt of it in an hour and a half. And so that's what we're working toward right now. And the public's invited? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you better repeat that then. When is this? Okay, this is Friday, March 2nd from 4 to 8. And I'll bring an an emissary animal probably from one of our wildlife rehab centers to the gallery. And we'll set up in the courtyard, weather permitting. And there'll be chairs and everything else for the audience. And I'm going to do a quick sculpture of this emissary animal as quickly as I can in an hour and a half. March 2nd. Four to eight. I'll post that on Facebook. Oh, that's got to be oh, posted. Please. That's awesome. You'll see some on our website, some photos of highlights. We've done this before, and it's just been an amazing, uh, we've had an amazing response from it. So, how mu- how it's, are we talking like a mu- bear? How much a- room do you have? I mean, do you we want people to RSVP? I mean, last time we had uh, a show here, we had 150 people in the audience. Okay. And there was plenty of room. I mean, people okay. stand around. You know, all around us, and okay. yeah, it's, it's great. Good. All right, March second, four to eight. Watch Ken yeah. sculpt a live animal at his gallery, Row Gallery at Tlalocpaki. And now you all know. I'm not repeating the secret hiking document we already talked about. If you missed it, you missed it. That's the only way we can keep it a secret. <laughs> I was going to put that on Facebook as well. Sorry. That'll keep it a secret. Yeah. All right, Ken. Thanks a bunch, man. Well, thank you, Rose. And I have to say, your show is a gift to all of us that listen. It really is an amazing thing. Well, so. thank, thanks thank so much. We enjoy doing it. Thanks for the kind well, words. My pleasure. And the 7 o'clock hour, we were almost uh, 100% affiliate. Flagstaff, Calf Country's carrying it. We have Chasm and Sedona's carrying it, Phoenix, and KGVY in Green Valley. So yep. four to six now carry 
the 7 o'clock hour. So we appreciate y'all tuning in and enjoying it. It's our Arizona hour. Love it. Love it. When we get back, we're going to talk with our most recent Arizona staycation winner who just returned from her trip to Flagstaff. Here at Rosie on the House, we have another special guest on the line. You've heard us talking about the Arizona Staycation. You go to rosieonthehouse.com, click the Staycation tab, and you can sign up. We pick a monthly winner, and we've designed it a little different this year to make better accommodations. Instead of picking where you want to go, uh, we have pre-selected a destination depending on the time of the year and events and things that are going on because having that set date allows us to make the arrangements. A lot of times we're running into a situation where somebody would win, and by the time they decided when and where they wanted to go, it was too late to put anything together for them. The hotels were booked out. The shows were sold out. So Jen, put, Jen Gura was becoming a travel agent. Yeah. <laughs> Part-time travel agent. <laughs> so we put the whole year together, and it's in our home maintenance calendar. Our uh, Flagstaff winner is actually joining us on the line. They just got back from their trip last weekend, and Share a little bit about it. it looks like y'all had a, a nice white trip. Miss Mary. Oh, it was wonderful. Now, my daughter said we were being smiled upon for that weekend. Oh, that's great. Now, you put your name in at the website, rosieonthehouse.com. Was it the first time you had entered? Oh, no. I've been doing it every month that I can don't forget to do it. Okay. All right. And that's key. What the listeners need to know is every month we empty the basket so every month you could go back and put your name back in. Right. So, and I've been doing it every month for a couple of years or so. Oh, well, congratulations. So then you get a call from Jennifer, right? I did. That really surprised me. <laughs> yeah, we had, we were excited to to uh, see what you thought about this first new method of having all these different things to do. You guys got to do quite a few things. And when I asked you what your favorite thing to do was, you liked Satchmo's like we did, right? Oh, yeah. I love that. That was really an interesting place to visit. So you're notified you win. You're told to run over to Sanderson Ford and pick a vehicle out. How did that go? That was, oh, golly, people there were so great. Mr. Pratt was nice and friendly. And I figured I'd try, I'd try to um, ask for a Raptor, but that didn't work out. You know, Romy, you might want to make note of that. On the staycation template on our website... It's a picture of the raptor. <laughs> they don't, they don't so have Mary, any on the demo so, lot. So Mary, oh, so, and they don't have any on the demo so, lot. So Mary, so Mary shows up to Santa and says, John, I want the raptor. <laughs> it never hurts to ask, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been able to get a raptor out or, or a, a, a Mustang 5.0 GT. But, well, but Mustang, the Mustang's what my daughter would like to have had. But, oh, uh, for sure. So which one did y'all pick? Oh, we had the Ford Escape. Okay. And that was really, really a great little vehicle. It's sporty, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's so easy to drive, and the visibility from the driver's seat is spectacular, 360 degrees. I love that little car. Yes, it is. Yeah. So y'all run up to Flagstaff and check into uh, Little America. Right. And then that room was wonderful. And that big kind of sliding glass door window to look out into that foresty-looking area. And the first first evening there, we dined at the uh, little restaurant there at the hotel. 
and the waiter was telling everyone it was going to be snowing that night, and we got so excited about that. And uh, I kind of wake up several times during the night all the time anyway, so every time I woke up, I went and looked out to see if it was snowing yet. Did you get some? We sure did. Talk about the night you tried to get up the hill to Lowell Observatory. Well, we almost got up there. (laughs) (laughs) Steep, icy road, driving in the dark. But then we got up there. It was a closed sign. And uh, we also met up with another lady who was trying to get up there. And so uh, they were texting Lowell's and found out it was closed for the evening. Well, Mary, I can't thank you enough for joining us this morning and sharing. I can't tell you how happy I am to be able to say we had a small part in sending you and your daughter to a great Arizona staycation in Flagstaff. Thanks for participating. Yeah, well, thank you for sending us there. Uh, And your daughter's name? Uh, Mary, Mary Thompson. Mary and Mary. All right. She's She's out herding dogs today. M squared. All right, Mary. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. We have the next staycation coming up next week, and they have a nice package put together. They get to stay at the Orchards Inn in Sedona. They, That's nice. Their gift basket will come from Sibley's West. They will be able to take a pink Jeep tour to the ancient ruins. And if you missed the broadcast last week, go back and listen. Uh, pink Jeep <laughs> Tours gave a great interview about just about their company and the history of it and where all, all the places they go. And not uh, just what you'll see, but what you'll what you'll learn. Mm-hmm. The drivers are so educated about each particular tour. It's what you learn is, is the hidden secret of that. Yeah, you'll learn all about the ancient ruins on that one. And then a couple passes at Arizona State Parks. You want to take a nice hike up while you're up there in the Red Rocks. And, and we now know the website to find the road less traveled. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Sedona Secret 7. You can only register for the Arizona Staycation at one place in the whole planet, and that's at rosieonthehouse.com. And you can thank Sanderson Ford for sponsoring it. It was it was me and Max's idea over a little, I think, a glass of iced tea at lunch one day. Hey, why don't we do this? And uh, the folks at Sanderson love the idea. They've been sponsoring it for, probably that's got to be celebrating close to 10 years now, 8 years, something like that. Something like that. Well, that's a good question. We'll have to look that up. Get to Rosie on the House. Get registered to win your staycation, rosieonthehouse.com.